Mind of Man, Mind of God, number 37. It's April the 15th, 2007, the second Sunday of Easter. Hi, Dave. Hi, Reiner. How's it going, man? Oh, man, it's great. Is it? Yeah. Uh, well, I told you I was excited that we were, like, shown uh, rank uh, 127 out of uh, 2,000 uh, uh, shows on Podcast Alley. Yeah, you say that. <laughs> I'm skeptical, but, you know. Yes, we're not sure what that means. That that means we have what what we decide. That means we have two listeners instead of one or something. Uh, maybe we see there. We don't have any you know hard numbers. We just have a ranking, which you know it's statistics. It could be anything. I'll take that. I'm already bragging about it and putting on my uh, business cards. That's great. <laughs> You're well. Yeah, I'm unrealistic. I, I almost ordered business cards this week. Actually, did you? I almost did. Yeah. I looked at him. I kind of configured him and went, eh, maybe. So, <laughs> I, I'm just seeing T-shirts and hats with the with the mom mug on it, though. Are you? I see. Okay. And mugs. Well, I said we should do the. Um, hey, that's good. A mom mug mug. Get yeah. that nice alliterative thing there. It's true. We should do the business card and see if we hate it because they're only five dollars. Oh, okay. That <laughs> sounds like a reasonable investment. Then if we hate it, we can say, oh, I don't like that. But <laughs> Now, do you develop the graphics for that, or do they do it themselves? Or what? You can, either way, I would probably, that's part of why I didn't do it. I wasn't sure I liked what I had, and I said, eh. But anyway. But see, all these would be acts of faith, Reiner. Which faith. ties into today, to today's reading. Really? Don't you think? Perhaps. Yeah. So, uh, let's talk. Let's talk about today's readings. All right, what are they about? I think they're about faith. Faith, huh? Yeah, that's what I I I believe that now, uh, don't you? Now you in that doubting Thomas thing, that's all about faith, isn't it? Doubting Thomas and uh, yeah, and then Peter walking around curing people and stuff. Oh yeah, right. That's right. You know, all the, all that had to happen would have the shadow fall on them. They said, I think, in there, and then um, and then the other one here. Let's see. I, I did some. It's know. from Revelation. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, and 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 also there was that part too. They were all kind of afraid too in the gospel. They were, uh, they, all the apostles were hanging out, and they were they were afraid of, because they were afraid of the Jews. Yeah, that's always an interesting concept. You know, they they were in this locked room because they thought somebody's going to come kill them. Yeah, and they hang around doing that until Pentecost when they. The Holy Spirit comes upon them and they become stupid, <laughs> and and don't care if they die anymore. I guess or something. You know. That's all it takes, huh? I guess so. That's that's part of why I'm afraid of the Holy Spirit. You just never know what He's going to do. So. It's going to make you go do crazy stuff. That's what I think. <laughs> out there and preach and get yeah. a podcast, maybe. Maybe I don't know. Maybe that's what happened. The Holy Spirit made us do this podcast. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of inflated, isn't it? It's kind of blasphemous, but, you know. <laughs> oh, man. But anyway, so, yeah. Uh, what do you think of that whole uh, Downing Thomas thing? Um, That's interesting. I mean, you know, I'm from Missouri, Dave. It's show the, me state. It's a show me state, so I can relate to this. <laughs> says, I'm not going to believe this until I see it. That's what he says. And I'm like, hmm. You do kind of have a skeptical attitude. Yes. Well, you know, I, I have to, Dave. <laughs> That's your job, too. 
Yeah, kind of. So I meet a guy. He says, you know, I mean, you think about it. These people are all, I mean, where was Thomas? You go, I don't know. Maybe he's out buying food, right. you know, going seeing his girlfriend, something. Who knows? And everybody else is still, you know, watching the doors and windows in the locked room, waiting for him to come and kill him. And so, you know, maybe Thomas, you know, had more or less fear, perhaps. Right. Or something, or he just drew the short straw. I don't know. But at any point, you know, so he's hanging with these guys, and they're all running around scared, and he's saying, screw this, I'm going to go out and have a beer, maybe, or whatever he does. Yeah. And w then he comes back, and they said, hey, Jesus was in here. And then he goes, yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, sure he was. It's almost like it could have been like a like a prank or something. Could have been. Let's, let's, let's tell Thomas that Jesus was here. Or maybe he says, you know, you guys are a bunch of you know, sissies sitting here crying and yeah. screw it, I was out, you know, I, yeah, or something. Right. I don't know. And and then... Yeah, there's always a lot of story underneath it. You, you, you get kind of this abbreviated version. It does make you wonder what, what the other... Yeah, yeah what, what really happened? Yeah, right. You know, and, and then this whole, you know, and Jesus in the locked door, and then he stood in their midst and said, peace be with you. Well, what was that? I mean... I actually listened to some of the readings this week and and they were like and Jesus came and appeared and there was several appearances right and like Jesus appeared before him and he said give me a piece of fish to eat kind of you know the stories relate that yes he really was real I'm not a ghost right because otherwise I couldn't eat this piece of fish if I was right. a ghost right but in this reading he sounds more like a ghost because the doors were locked, and he just poof shows up. Mm -hmm. So you go, and you go, okay. <laughs> but on the other hand, then he says, but then he says to Thomas, here, touch this, put your finger in my thing, like you said, you know. <laughs> and and he says, okay. So he must have been real. But you know, it's just, what the hell really happened? <laughs> we yeah. don't know. <laughs> you know, how, how do you rate this to what happened? How can I relate this to something that I have seen? I don't know. Of course, that does kind of go to the point about having faith in things that you don't understand. That it, because just what you're describing is, on the one hand, he's he's corporeal, and on the other hand, he's you know ethereal and can walk through walls. But then there's a physical side. And I mean, that's to some extent that's part of the point that you know, you're not going to understand what is exactly going on, but you've got to have faith anyway. Right, and it sort, sort of relates to last week's reading that we commented on, the fact that, you know, Jesus didn't appear to the world on TV. Right. He just re appeared to the people that he'd been hanging with right. and said, go out and tell people this. Right. Again, it wasn't the, I mean, this is the same kind of thing. He could have just, you know, shown up with searchlights and crap in Pilate's room and said, hey, you know, jackass, right. <laughs> I'm back. <laughs> right. But that's not what happened. Sure. So. Yeah, and that's, even that, do you remember, I don't know, forget, we talked about this one reading where where, where he's tempted uh, by the devil and, and said, well, you know, I'll give you dominion over all this stuff. And, uh, and it, of course, chooses against that. It, I think it ties in with that in that, there has to be that element of free choice to to believe too. I mean, if it if it's so um, incontrovertible 
it doesn't allow for that. It doesn't allow for someone to make that choice, which which makes me think, okay, well, why is why is that important? I mean, exactly. uh, I, I suppose on one level it's important just for the aspect of free will, but I think there's probably some other reason why it's important. It's, it's almost like you have to, you're being encouraged to make that leap or, or take that, uh, uh, I, don't, I don't know how to say it exactly, but the, to take that step to believe. Right. You have to be making the choice. Because, like you say, it does beg the question, well, if this is the essence of all life and eternity, why is it so veiled? Right. You know, why isn't it just out there, incontrovertible, flat out, this is the answer? Right. Why is there not an answer? I mean, there is, but you have to, you know, jump on the boat first. You got to stand on the dock and hurl yourself into the thing and... <laughs> And hope hope that you don't drown. Right. If you don't do that, then it doesn't work. Why? <laughs> but you know, that's kind of how life is, though, isn't it, Dave? <laughs> well, yeah, that's true. That's true. But you know, it, it is sort of interesting. Though I just I just thought about this that sometimes that the whole idea that we, we we try to look for, I think just I'm speaking just people in general. We try to look for for a sure thing, right? You know, we're, we're always looking for a sure thing. Because we don't want to be fooled, you know. But in in matters of faith or belief or spirituality, I think that uh, it doesn't really work that way. Sometimes, I mean, it's almost it has to be something that just appeals to that small, still voice inside of you that just says, "Oh, this this feels right," or "This this this seems like the way to go." Yeah, I don't know, Dave. I went to Keeneland is running, yeah. and I went to the track on Friday. And, and I would have been happy with a sure thing. <laughs> of course. But, you know, there wasn't one. Of or, course. Or there might have been one, but I didn't know what it was. <laughs> right. So. Oh, yeah, and, you know, it's funny. It's a track. They're all, there's always people, like, selling their system, you know. Yeah. And they have, like, well, we, we, you know, we had this many winners, and I got this trifecta winner, and. You know that that that's real appealing. It has a really appeal. Oh, boy, I'm I'm going to be a winner. I think it also is that part of us that wants to be on the winning side. You know what I mean? It's like we always want to be uh, associated with the right thing, whatever it is. It's true. I mean, like I said, I usually go there and just give them my money and then I leave. But, <laughs> but the last race, I was kind of dis- usually I win something, you know, yeah. kind of. But I was do- doing terrible. What happened in the last race? Well, it was like the seventh race. Uh-huh. And I said, ah, I was going to bet a couple of exactas. So the first one I bet, and I, I'd been betting those, you know. Right. And it's like the two horses I always pick was like, you know, third and fourth last or something. So I bet this one. So I was going to bet two of them just for fun. And the second one I bet, I was going to bet like the 10, 12. And the 10 horse had scratched. Oh, so, so I said, oh, crap. Well, I'll just put the money to win on 12 and he came in oh wow I, I mean he ended up I think being a favorite and I didn't really win yeah. that much money but like you're saying it was more fun to win than to oh yeah lose. <laughs> absolutely so, I have a track story I remember like I went with my father like many years ago it's one of the first times I went and of course I didn't I didn't and this happened actually with a stock I picked one time too. I, I didn't know anything about it at all and I like I won like the first like three out of five races and I actually I, I won like a, 
about like a hundred bucks or something too on one of them. And, and and I never really repeated that kind of performance. That was the very first time I ever went. Yes. And I know, I, and, and looking back on it, I think, I wonder if that was just because my brain totally was not influencing me at all. I had <laughs> no experience and, and, and no preconceptions about what I should do. And then, you know, I won. And, and also, I remember one time my dad had me pick out this stock. You know, he was like in a stock club or something, and I said, "Oh," and I was like, I think I was like eight or nine at the time, and we were talking about stuff. And I picked this thing out. He never did invest in it, but I think it went from like in like a year and a half, it went from like two dollars to like thirty-five dollars or something. He would have made like a ton of money if he'd invested in it. Yeah. But you know, I, that always made me wonder those experiences, like you know. I don't know. You know what I mean? It's, it's, just, it's just odd, you know. It's like, well, what was that about? You know, what, maybe I wasn't thinking, and that was good. Maybe, you know, maybe you just need to have faith, which is what you started with. Go with the, this is what I feel like I should do. I don't have any good reason for it, but maybe it's the right answer anyway. I don't know. Yeah, it's hard to listen to that voice, though. I mean, it, it gets so clouded over by so many other things. Yeah, and it's not ever the prevailing... Uh, you know, wisdom from our culture, either. Oh, you really? You think so? No, I think it's not. Oh, really? I, th I think it's always think about this and have this system or something. You know, it's not. Yes, go with, you know, the thing you love or something. That's never the answer. Oh, really? Oh, oh. So you don't think like follow your bliss is like necessarily? You know, you know. There's a lot of that in the culture. You should just follow your bliss. You well, don't think that's it, huh? I think there's a lot of follow your appetite in the con <laughs> in the culture, but not a you know what do you think would really make you happy? Go for that. It's more of a no, no. Buy insurance for everything you do, and you know, buy the stuff I'm trying to sell you. There's not a well, you know, feel in your heart what you want to do and go for that. Right. I don't think there's much of that at all. Right. I think it's always you know, well, look at our portfolio and our you know, stock, whatever you call those things, and, you know, and you go, I don't know, I just, I'm not, I'm not feeling that we get this faith kind of thing in our culture at all, um, unless somebody's trying to sell you a, you know, get rich quick scheme, you know, then the people appeal to it, they say, they, they want you to have faith in what they're telling you, I mean, I think, I think it's an impulse that advertisers appeal to quite often. You know, like we're 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 reliable, or we're this, or yeah, we're but, that. Yeah, but the people doing that usually are scamming you. Yeah. So, so then you get a bad taste for it. You know, so then you don't trust. Yeah. Your feelings anymore. Right. You say, well, you know, who's your broker or something, or right. or you know, who's backing this, or I don't know. You always want an expert to tell you. So. Excuse me. Oh, well, which brings up another point is, well, you know, sometimes people lose faith in their own impulses, too, or their own, uh, you know, well, something goes wrong. You know, you have multiple voices sometimes. Yes. And, and, and well, I, I listened to that once, and that cut me into all kinds of crap, so. Yeah. Is this anything like foosball at all, Dave? Well, <laughs> I believe so, Reiner. Yeah. Uh, faith is an important aspect of foosball. It's true. You know, if you lose your faith, you just you might as well quit. I think sometimes you know we, I've been in games where you, you I've lost faith, and because I've been intimidated by somebody with like a wicked shot or whatever, 
and uh, that was no good because then you don't have the mojo to just kind of keep it together. And, it's true. I remember those kinds of games. I know they're depressing. Well, sometimes I had to just get. get I I'm I, you know I would go I don't care yeah. and I would just you know and then the thing is if you just stand your ground and you actually stop that guy once or twice it really flusters him. Oh yeah. I mean that's a. <laughs> So, I don't know. Great feeling, isn't it? It is. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you you might lose anyway, but at least you, you know, played the game and didn't give up. Well, so. that's the thing about being in, in dire situations in, in foosball or life. I mean, that that is the time where you really have to get that faith or, or, or believe in that. I mean, it, it's easy to have faith in good times, but when, when you're down like four or five goals, that's, that's, that's a little more challenging. But ultimately more satisfying in some ways. Yeah. That's it. Okay. We're done. All right, we're done. All right, so uh, have a great day out there, folks. Keep, get on Podcast Alley. Vote for us. We're, we want to get up into the top 100. Right? <laughs> well, you do. <laughs> I do. It's very important to me. <laughs> I don't really care, but, you know. My self-esteem and sense of self-worth depend on this. So wow. I, I, I don't think you want me walking around with low self-esteem. No, Dave, I don't want that at all. Uh, it's, so. a, it's, it's not pretty. I can go out there and skew the stats for you. How about that? <laughs> Bless you. Bless you. <laughs> All right. All right. Talk to you later. See ya. You can make it. Shoot it. Momog.com.